What's up, guys? This one, it's. I just want to let you know when it, when you come off stage, what it's like in a comedian's head. Like when I do a show or I act or I do a scene, there's a lot going on. When you come off stage and you're fucking just in this, you're in a zone. No matter how used to it you are or how how long you've been doing it, you still are supercharged, like ions, you know? Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I got to interrupt myself. What'd you notice about that video? You like that hoodie, huh? For right now, I'm offering a limited time special. That's right. Hoodie from Malibu's Most Wanted. This is B-Rad. It's a limited, limited hoodie authenticated by me. And we're only going to do 25 of each. That's right, 25 of each. And that's it. The link is down below. Click it if you want to be part of the B-Rad army. All right, now I'm going to cut back from myself to myself. You walk off stage and why I have so many weird moments in my head as opposed to maybe people I don't know. I mean, I I I don't like to be obsessive. I hate it when people say this word empath, but like a lot of people have told us about me. I kind of take on other people's things. I believe it because I feel it. I feel people's feelings that's why if someone's in a duty mood i don't want to be near that person if someone's in a good mood or i'm in a good mood then i like it if someone's in a good mood but i'm too tired and they're all up i don't want to be near that if someone is you know all party pooper and i'm feeling good i don't want to be near that if someone's all sad sally you know so you take this on and i'm assuming you know that's what we do that's what uh, people in our our field our line of work we do We, we take on people's stuff and you'd be amazed at how many people aren't really in tune with that and it's painful it's painful being in tune and it's really painful how many people aren't in tune and it's really painful when other artistics aren't in tune with that like taking a moment looking in your eyes just feeling it but when i come off stage i'm good you know unless i bomb but i'm not good either way i'm all jacked up and i like to have moments you know so i like to go away in the corner stand alone just decompress and if someone comes up to you you then i have to put on another hat i have to not be rude and i gotta be like hey how are you and it's tough because you want a moment take it in and then that moment when someone's talking to you, could someone else could come up. And the next thing you know, you don't even, even have a moment to decompress. And I think the biggest thing for someone in my life is to decompress. We have to decompress. Because when I see you out there or other people that are like me, I have to be on. You know what I mean? I have to be a good person because you're never going to understand why I'm not. And that's the pain of being in my position. I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm not asking. So please, I can already see the comments. Don't fucking be that person. I'm sharing with the people that enjoy my share. I try to be as respectful as I can, but then my issue comes in when I can see this person's pain because I've had so many people... What I believe is overreact. I will never be rude to you. Never. Unless you strike first. And I'll probably give you two to three chances. And then if it's just too much, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cut you. 
So I have to remember that I'm always, you know, I believe a pretty kind person. I mean, I have a, a good soul, but it's painful. Like you want to make sure people are feeling good. You know, you don't want to, you want to give them enough time and then people will just take too much time. That's why people are protected. You know, that's why I think my, my issue is I'm too available to people. And I think I have to stop that because it's draining. And it's not like just somebody's like, oh, you're looking. It, people, when you start lashing out at this, I'm already dealing with you in my head because I, I know the type of reactions certain people will do to this. That's your baggage. All right. I'm sharing. That is your baggage. I'm allowed to be who I am. And I'm very fortunate to be who I am and where I am. But I'm I'm trying to be open, you know, about it. Sometimes it's difficult because you can give so much of yourself and then people don't, they don't, they don't ask. They don't realize that. <laughs> I can tell you fucking crazy stories made me think of this. I, I was at Buca de Beppo. It was like 12 years ago. And it was just fucking, I love Buca de Beppo. I love stuff like that. I know it's like, you know, authentic Italian snobs. We're going to say something about that. But Buca de Beppo makes me happy. Get a corner booth. It's great. I was there and I took my family and I was, uh, but I was with, uh, I was, you know, I was dating um, Love at the time. And, um, oh, my mother, my poor mother. My mother was like, you know, one of the strongest people you'll ever meet. And we're leaving the restaurant. We had a private room upstairs. And my mom, fucking older, and she's just so frail. And she's fucking bloop. And she, and fucking bowling balls it down like seven stairs. And I was like, (gasps) and my sister's like, don't touch her. My sister's like a super paramedic, not paramedic, but a person that helps rebilitate people. She's like on the front lines. And uh, and love is like, don't move. You know, and everybody was like really good. I was like, and my mom was just laying there and she's like, I'm okay, but I won't move. Like fucking, she was older, man. Late 70s. A fucking Jeels Marnie, man, my man. Jeels, what's up? He came, he was in the restaurant too. You know, Sex and the City, great actor. Amazing, done a lot of stuff, but Sex and the City, very sexy. He's like, Jimmy, oh my God, let me help you. Let me help you, please. Yeah. My God, your mother. Organizes like six witches. Let's go ahead. And I'm like, Jeels, let me get, he's like, I get, he made sure my mother didn't move. Love was on the fucking horn. My sister is like checking BP. And I'm like, all right, everybody. And like the paramedics came. It was amazing. Got my mom. And uh, she goes and they put her in the ambulance. And my sisters are going to go ride with her. And uh, she's like, you know, she's like, you meet us at the hospital. Blah, blah, blah. Like I remember when me and Love were leaving, I, f- I was like a fucking paramedic or a fucking busboy. Like two people that were like, hey, uh, can we get a picture really quick? <laughs> Look, I get it. I get it. I get it. Right. But you get, you get it. Right. Like, and so like, yeah. We did it. Literally, my mom was like, and the guy's like, and I'm like, I can laugh at it now, but at the moment, I was like, dude, do you see the fucking squingili on the fucking gurney here? Like, and Love's like, and she's amazing at that. She's never, but you know, I know what really happens when, you know, behind closed doors because you have to be, and not everybody has to be, but you know, that she was always wonderful at that. And, uh, and you know, and I pretty good with that too. I would say she's probably top, top, tops. Her, Courtney Cox, Nev. Those three just never, they're always super kind to people, no matter what's going on in their day. My mom got to hospital. She's fucking amazing. Nothing happened to her. She was just bruised up. You know, she slept in the next day or two, and, you know, she eventually got through it. You know, she's bruised, very easy to bruise, but she was so lucky. But, like, I, that that's my life. Those who get it, get it. You know what I mean? 
I'm I'm just telling you I I don't I'm appreciative I love everything but I have these moments of these burdens on me and I have to be fucking chill and I just want to be like man can I just fucking I'm not in a good mood I'm sorry don't take it personally please don't take it personally I just don't want to fucking talk to anybody that's what I want to say and then people I've had there's people I want to name later on that fucking really talk some shit about me and it's like asshole I'm sorry you're so insecure that I didn't fucking shake your hand long enough asshole I'm sorry because that's what it is I'm gonna give myself a 98 out of 100 of not being an asshole I hate obsessing. Did I was I nice enough? Was I sweet enough? But I'm going to tell you, the last thing I'll say is I've been doing shows. I just started doing shows and I didn't want to do shows. I didn't want to do shows yet. I don't want to do shows for a while. I have nothing new to say. The only thing I have to say is here, but here is there's no judgments if I don't get a laugh. You know, so it's nice. I can just do what I want. Both comedy, you know, you keep it tight. Boom, boom. And you just fucking feel it. I want to be your monkey right now. You know, and I and I don't have to, but, you know, the shows I do, people want to escape, and I want to give people, I want to make people feel good. I want to make them feel good, you know? People are going through a lot of shit, and I'm going through my own shit, but it's mostly good. I just have some bad days, but I'm fortunate, you know? I'm fortunate. I'm always going to fucking figure it out. That's just who I am. Nothing's going to take me down. But some people don't have that, and that's my job. That's my job. And when I see the people like tonight, man, I had some, I can't believe how good these shows were tonight. I can't fucking believe it. And they made me feel good. Like I could see how much people were enjoying it. And I felt good. I was like, wow. But really you were making me feel better. Cause I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm of purpose. I'm now in the face that I don't have to do comedy anymore. And there's times I really don't want to do comedy. Like if I never worked another day in my life, I would be fine. You know, I want a lot more things in my life, but I live, I live very well. Barring that the stock market doesn't take a dump. I mean, which it could, you know, one day. But I don't have to do comedy anymore. And sometimes I don't want to do comedy anymore. But I only do it now is because I, it's just a, so, just a, the stages I get to, to play. I, 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 I have to do it. I get such amazing opportunities. And I don't care if it's 400 seats in a packed show on Sunset or 20, 20 people that are drunk late night at 1230 somewhere in the valley. I, it all feels good. I saw so one thing I think I've built over the last four years is that people see me everywhere. Whether they like my comedy or don't, I don't know. But they respect the hustle, you know? And uh, I, there is, we're all just comedians. We're all just comedians. That's it. Be respectful. But we're all just comedians. There's no titles. There's no hierarchy. We're all just comedians. And that's how you get good. And that's why I love love comedy. And <sighs> that's how acting should be. I think, I think when you get in the thick of it with scenes and stuff, we were all just actors. But, you know. It's not that. It's the, it's all the bullshit that people put in it because the actors themselves are cool with each other. The comedians themselves are cool with each other. It's the bullshit that people around them put in it. Hey, guys, thanks for watching. Remember, as always, you know, push that subscribe button, push that notification bell, leave some comments. Peace.